0: A lot of people with the gospel today get a little upset because it doesn't seem right. In fact, it seems almost unjust, doesn't it? If you look at it and you really think about it. The gospel, of course, is in the gospel of Matthew chapter 20, and it begins with uh, verse 1. And if you go and you look here in the gospel, I mean... First he goes out at six o'clock in the morning and he says, okay, I'll pay you so much money if you go work, and they go out. Then he goes out at 12 o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning, and he hires some more, and they go. Then at 12, then at three, then at five. Six o'clock comes, and he goes and he starts, okay, let's pay everybody. And the people that worked for an hour at five o'clock comes and he gives them the full wage of those who had been working from six in the morning a 12-hour day. Again, inside of you and me, that makes you, uh, uh, boy, I better get some more. I mean, I worked a heck of a lot longer. And so he doesn't do that. They all get paid the same, and the people start to complain. And we can all relate with that, because in our mind, in our heart, we would say the same thing. But you see, the purpose of this parable is to show the generosity of God And if you will, it's not an allegory, it's a parable. It doesn't tell us the way we should be, except that we'll get to in a bit, how we should be like the guy generous with all things. You know, this is to show us that salvation is a gift. It's grace. That's the whole point of this parable. Salvation is a gift. It's because of a generous God, not because of a hardworking people, us. Huh? You know, this past week, I was uh, teaching my kids, as always, and I have a good group of kids this year. I have to teach more classes this year because we have less teachers. And as I went, I had the kids I had last year, and I asked them the same question we all know. And I said, okay, gentlemen, you had me a whole year last year. If you stood before God the Father today, and he said, why shall I let you into heaven? The answer is, you all know this, right? Not one kid had it. And I must have said it 100,000 times last year in class. Talk about feeling <laughs> completely like a failure. I said, gentlemen, why? And I went around, and they said, okay, tell me why. And they said, because I love you. Eh, hell. And I said, come on, gentlemen, I taught you this all last year. And he says, oh, because I have tried to be a good person. I jumped up and down. I said, eh, hell, are you all out of your mind? And not one person got it. Again, if any of us stood before God the Father, and he says, why shall I let you into heaven? The only answer is, because Jesus died for me. It's what he did, not what we do. That's what salvation is. It's grace, it's free. It's that Jesus died for my sins, not me. Not because I'm the best person to ever walk the face of the earth. Not because I'm Mother Teresa. Not because I'm Pope John Paul II. But because Jesus Christ died for me. Jesus paid the sin, the penalty for my sins. That is what Christianity is about. And that's what this parable is about. It's something that God does. Now, of course, he's going to ask you and me the question. He's going to, After he says, okay, why should I let you heaven? We're going to say, because Jesus died for me. Uh-uh, it's not just that simple, because then he's going to say, prove it. And then you're going to have to say, here is the way I lived my life. But it's still that he died for us. You know, at the story that always makes this very clear with me is when, you know, the story goes that at the end of time, God's standing there he's going to judge every people. And here's all the good, and I've told this story before, I know. Here's all the good people that were just all their life, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and did everything for God. And not there they are, all excited they get to go to heaven. And they're looking over at those sleaze buckets, you know, those ones that don't deserve heaven that were bad all their lives, da, 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 da. and they're sitting there, it's the end of time. This is when justice comes, huh? And then the angel comes and starts to whisper amongst all the people, God in his mercy is going to let everybody into heaven. Everybody gets in. And the people start rejoicing, these bad people, yes, yes, oh my, I can't believe it, what, oh my, oh my. And the righteous start getting upset. How dare he, after everything we did for him, how dare God do that? And instantly, the righteous are damned because they didn't get the greatest of all things. It's mercy. It's grace. It's generosity. Every one of us, it's just God doing for us, not us doing for God, huh? And what happens is, is we got to have that same hunger inside of us. Instead of judging people, to be like the generous God who goes and brings them all to heaven, that wants everybody to be saved, that desires that, that I do everything that I can for their good, and for mine. The key to this is the second reading today. Everybody knows the second reading. It's in Philippians. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. You know, how, if, if that's the way it is, if God will let someone go to heaven, like do you realize, I'm sure you do, that if Hitler, before he died, sincerely looked at God and said, God, I'm very sorry that I did all that I did. I'm sorry, I repent, I love you, please take me home. That Hitler could be a saint to God right now in heaven. You do realize that? Because that's the way God is. If a person, the very first person that we know that ever went to heaven was who? That we know besides Jesus Christ, who is the only person we know by Christ's own words that's in heaven. Not Mary. The good thief. Can you imagine? It was the good thief... On the cross, when he looked at Ben-Bad all his life, he looked at Jesus, and he said, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus, who is God, promised him, he said, This day, before Mary ever got there, this day you will be with me in paradise. He grasped, he was a thief to the end. He stole heaven at the very end. This day you will be with me in paradise. And he got in. Now some people, that doesn't sit right with them and say, What about me? What about me? Well, you see, if if that makes it goes about, Well, what about me who's been good all my life and I denied myself? Then you and I are not in Christ yet. We're not in Christ. We're still in it for whom? For me! What am I going to get out of this, God! If I love you and I worship you and I do all these things for you, you owe me heaven. Got it all mixed up, don't we? Listen the way Paul deals with it. Paul, chapter 1, verse 21 in Philippians says, for me, life means Christ. So even if I die, he's in prison right now, right? He's in prison. Even if I die, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters, hence dying, that I myself pain, is gain. If, on the other hand, I am go on living in the flesh, that means productive toil for me. And I do not which to prefer. I am strongly attracted to both. I long to be freed from this life and to be with Christ, for that is the far better thing. Yet, get this. He says, it's not urgent that I live lot my life so that I can be happy, so I can get all my stuff, because I have so much more I want to get out of life. He says, I want to live because there's so much more. For me, it is a far better thing for urgent that I remain alive for whose sake? For your sake. There's so much more I want to give. That the whole purpose of my life, says Paul, is to, I live only for Jesus. It doesn't matter what he does for me. If I die today, thanks be to God. And if I live, I'm not going to live for what I can get out of life. I live so I can continue to bring others to him. The only thing that matters is Jesus. And I want that to matter to everybody. Everybody. You know, and if I happen to get heaven because I want to be with Jesus, thanks be to God. And if that bloody person who was a murderer all his life and no good, if he gets to be with Jesus, thanks be to God. The only thing that matters is that we're all in Jesus forever. I don't follow Jesus for what am I? what's he going to do for me. He's going to make me rich. He's going to give me salvation. I follow Jesus because he loves me. And I love him. And that's all that matters. Why do you follow Jesus Christ? You follow him so he'll bless you. So he'll make your family happy. So that bad things don't happen to you. When I was at Fatima years ago, I met this woman and she, you know, the promises of the rosary. She says, the reason I have such great devotion to Our Lady is it's because one of the promises of the rosary, if I say the rosary every day, is that no misfortune will overtake me that I can't handle. No misfortune. She says, I'm petrified of misfortunes. Was she following God because she loved God? No, because what she got? Now, God, don't forget, you told me right here. Huh? I made the nine first Fridays. Ooh, now, God, you remember, I, you told me. It's all about me. And somewhere in Christianity, it got to stop being about me. That's when salvation finally clicks in my life, when my following of Christ is not about me. It's about Jesus and others and the life that I give. Now, again, none of us are perfectly there yet. It's a challenge. It's the goal I've got to set up in my life. Now, we're all about me in lots of ways. Huh? If one more person asks me one more thing, they're going to get it. But the reality is it can't be about me. If I die, if someone kills me today because they're asking me another thing, well, thanks be to God. (laughs) But that's what the goal got to be. That's not mean where we're at now. But is that our goal? So I want you today to examine your reason for being a follower of Jesus Christ. And if you're honest with yourself, and you're really honest, and you sit there and think, boy, there's so much of wanting what I get out of this, and if I get things... Don't go crazy. Again, there's no condemnation. Just say, Lord, purify my attention. Increase my love for you. May I desire with all my heart to be united with you. And Jesus, may I desire with all my heart that everybody gets united with you. Not that, boy, I hope they get theirs. Yeah, Lord, and you are theirs. I desire that everybody united and intimately with you, Lord Jesus. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.